Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Ooh, I'm making that tomorrow, by the way. Minio and Sapio's, yeah, baby. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here and uh, Derek Kramer producing. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I got my, my, my grill planned. Had to get some Minio and Sapio. I'm ready for the weekend. Playoffs to talk about. What, Raj? Can you believe this is the last Saturday in May? Yeah. Where did this month go? You know, uh, my old Kentucky home in Maryland, my Maryland <laughs> blew right by me. Uh, tomorrow we got what? Yeah, tomorrow back home in Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Uh there's like, no rate. Uh, is that rain in the forecast for the 500? I don't know. It's the way it's been going lately. It's easy. They might as well say a, a good chance of rain because it's been raining. I don't think so. I think all that system is a little south because what we might get with all that stuff that's going on is late. We might get something right around the if you're close to the Pennsylvania. Now you've border. been to the Indianapolis 500. Yes. Am I mistaken? Uh, that's just. You know, like I say, where did this month go and all that? Uh, month? How about the whole season? Well, I mean, yeah, it seems but like I mean, yesterday Tom was just May. previewing baseball. Yeah, well, same thing with softball, too, and all that. And lo and behold, I go into, what, I went to Lancaster, and we were there, Francis, Thursday? Yeah, yeah that was Thursday. Thursday, because, uh, you know, I was able to catch uh, both, you know, Niagara Falls and Lancaster and lacrosse, girls lacrosse as well as softball, so... Uh, it's the playoffs and all. It's just it's mind boggling. Playoffs. It's, well, in less than a month, we're going to be playing Alice Cooper schools out. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the yearly tradition that we do on this program. So yeah, it goes by so fast. I just, like I say, and you know, and you know, May's my favorite month of the year. Really? Well, yeah, it's Diana's birthday, and like I say, you got the between uh, my old Kentucky home and back home in Indiana. I love all that stuff. uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are usually the semis and or finals. Baseball season is now in full swing. I just, May is one of my favorite months, and it's, you know, this is the last weekend. (laughs) I have to say July is my favorite, but that's a whole other story. You know, first thing to say, though, is to say thank you to our veterans veterans and to the people that have lost, you know, their lives. Sacrificed their lives for for us. I think that's huge to be able to say today. Um. Uh, no doubt about it. Thank Roger's you. Roger's very patriotic today. He has uh, his flag shirt on. What's that part of the Constitution on there? Yes. Now it's nice. Very nice. Here's I like the Constitution that. Constitution and possibly the Declaration of Independence. I have a couple of different shirts. So Roger remembers covering the uh, the signing of that day. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was very 4th, emotional. Yeah. For him. Uh, it didn't rain, but they still didn't have that double header. You know. Well, we're not going to play baseball today because they're going to sign the Constitution. Oh. Always 
finding Always things an to excuse. put sports on the back burner. <laughs> exactly. You know that? That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Guys, There's uh, besides uh, this being Memorial Day weekend, and there's a lot of events uh, in Western New York, uh, East Aurora, Niagara Falls, uh, honoring our veterans, uh, stuff with uh, memorials. So there's a whole lot to do this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, today, Mother Nature is being a uh, spoil sport. I nah, know we're supposed to have Monsignor Martin... Uh, action at Delaware Park. Well, Monsignor Martin all over the place. All over the place. Yep. So Delaware Park will host Canisius versus Cardinal O'Hara. You'll have St. Mary's host Nichols. And then you will have St. Francis host Timon, which is where I'll be today. If they go ahead and play today, I'll be going there and going live from St. Francis. Beautiful. Well, hopefully they are able to get the games in. I mean, I might ride in... Uh, Plenty of lightning. I'm like, well, that's that's the one thing that'll definitely. You could have uh, artificial turf fields with great drainage, but once you throw lightning in it, forget it. Game's off. We're we're done. Uh, so hopefully they are. The you know skies clear up a little bit. I think that, you know chances of rain later on in the day is it's somewhere under forty percent, if I'm not mistaken. Never know. You never, you never know. know exactly. Uh, so we're going to talk about playoffs. We have uh, baseball, softball, lacrosse to talk about, uh, but we do need to get into news and notes. And I would like to start off with uh, this bit of information that uh, Sal Capaccio gave me last week, and they're going to celebrate Youth Lacrosse Day today. Uh, doors open at 11.30. You're going to be able to enjoy the NCAA lacrosse semifinals on the big screen at 716. There'll be free pizza and wings, uh, raffle items, prizes, posters, things like that. Registration is required. Hopefully it's not too late. Go to WNYLacrosseFoundation.org. That's WNYLacrosseFoundation, all one word, lowercase, dot org. Family group and team discounts are available. The proceeds will benefit the youth lacrosse programs in western New York. All right, I have some late-breaking news. Sean Dolek, who we all know, was the star of the West Seneca East football team that made it to the state championship game. He is going to East Coast Prep School to, pl- to continue his football career. Well, if you remember last summer, James Mallory, when he was on the program, was really hyping Dolek up, is how much work he puts in into the offseason. He trains with uh, James UAS Blaze. Uh, football, so the kid really puts in a lot of hard work. So not surprised to me, and and best of luck to him. Okay. Um, so I have two things in, that, that I need to talk about today. Uh, the first thing is uh, we have a list. We have a, a longtime listener, someone who who helps us learn about the South Towns a ton, especially in Ellicottville. Todd Palmetier. Um, down there, he posts a ton on Inside High School Sports to tell us about what's going on in the South Towns. Um, his son, Braden, unfortunately, is in the hospital right now. So, Braden, I want you to know that you've got all our wishes, our prayers, everything else. We're right there with you. He's in there for appendicitis right now. Just know that not only is the Inside High School Sports show behind you, all of Western New York is behind you. And we want you to get better very quickly, and please get back to uh, your sports and what you do best. Wishing you a speedy recovery, buddy. Best uh, best wishes. Uh, let's see, one more thing. So, Tom? yeah, and this one's an, an, another very big one, and, again, is going to affect the South Towns. Um, we found out yesterday that longtime coach Chuck Sen Sr., who is with uh, Cataraugus Little Valley right now, 
um, who's been coaching since 1974, has officially coached his last game for Section 6. Wow. He is currently the all-time winningest coach currently, and it is behind Ron, uh, behind uh, Coach Barros with Orchard Park as far as total wins now, but it has accumulated over 600 baseball wins. What he has done for that South Towns community is absolutely amazing. His sphere of influence is just unbelievable not only in the south towns but is all throughout western new york and look at one of his biggest spheres of influence right now is the coach at orchard park his son chuck jen jr um who has learned so much from his dad even you know the other day i, I asked chuck Sen jr to do an interview and he said, I can't. My kids aren't around me right now. I need all my all the players there if I'm going to do an interview like that. And he said, I always learn from my dad. It's not about me. It's about all the kids right there. And that, to me, right there, was exactly what Chuck Sr. is all about. It's about the kids. It's always been about the kids and what he can do to help them. And this is a huge, what I say is, loss to the community because you're losing such a great man as a head coach. He's not going anywhere, though. I mean, you know, I'm not memorializing him, but I want to know that everybody know this is a fabulous coach, what he's done for so many people, and want to say thank you to, to, to Coach Chuck Sen Sr. Thanks, Coach, for, uh, for all that you've put in for so many years. Roger. Okay, I just got a few two bit few tidbits, Anthony. Uh, Timbits? What? Where? No, this <laughs> You're brutal. Uh, just uh, congratulations, uh, Danielle Haskell and Sarah Pfeiffer from Franklinville and Olean, respectively, named Players of the Year in New York State girls basketball. It's good that Western New York actually has two Players of the Year. Nice. Uh, Orchard Park, boy, I can't believe it, Tom. It's already been four years since the uh, – Orchard Park Lady Quakers won the state championship in softball, and one of their players who's now a senior at uh, St. John Fisher College, uh, Sarah Kubek. If the name's familiar, her brother is that uh, Danny, Danny that, that, that little twerp uh, that played. Uh, isn't he at UB now? Danny Tom? is at UB He's in playing his junior football year at UB. Yep. Uh, she broke several season records at St. John Fisher. Uh, 37 career home runs, 147 uh, runs batted in. So I wanted to give a shout to her. And speaking of graduates from back in 215, I don't know if you remember OJ from Lancaster, uh, better known as uh, Olivia Jankowski. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, earning All-American honors in D2 at Edinburgh. Uh Okay, Jankowski in the old country, we say Yankowski. You know, you say tomato, I say tomato. You say Jankowitz, I say Yankovic. You know, you know how that goes. Anyway, I gotcha. But, uh, yeah, uh, All-American honors, uh, th- that's just great. And finally, I want to give a thank you. Uh, Dennis DiPaolo invited me to the wrestling uh, banquet last Monday. Had a good old time. Uh, got to sit with Eddie Rutkowski. And, nice. Uh, just had a ball. Oh, we did a number on Paul Peck. I don't know if you're aware, Paul Peck is Eddie Rakowski's son-in-law and all that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked in, you know, most people, if you say who's the greatest player uh, to wear number 34 for the Buffalo Bills, they'll all shout out Thurman Thomas. I says, okay, 
Paul, you be careful now. I want you to listen to your father-in-law. Who's the greatest that ever wore number 34? <laughs> and he said cookie faster than you, you know, before I could finish the question. So, Dennis DiPaolo, once again, thank you for everything you do for Western New York. I can't remember who was it, Pine, uh, who was uh, Wrestler of the Year that was uh, From Falconer. Uh, yeah. I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have the list in front of me. But I did post on the website all the other scholarship winners as well. There was He was the, what, the Wrestler of the Year. But they gave out six different awards, okay. including uh, the – the, the destroyer award mm-hmm. and of course they had a moment After of Dictus silence destroyer yeah so uh yeah once again dennis thank you very much there yeah, should there should be a write-up on the facebook page i think matt o'rourke put one up i put one up yeah. <laughs> i put it up and i can't even remember it that's how bad i am well, the, right now. the write-up was there but i uh diana sent in the ones with the other five uh recipients okay. of the other scholarships that's another thing if you go to our facebook page inside high school sports you'll find a lot of stuff and uh by the way for uh, if you have a camp coming up a clinic coming up uh matter of fact i know cataract uh little league football our buddy wayne olison has uh, some uh, camper clinic coming up soon. So you'll be able to find all that information on our Facebook page. And it's a good thing. If you have one of these camps or clinics, you can email me, Tony, at WGR550.com. I'll give it out on the show. And also uh, post it on our Facebook page so uh, you know the thousands of our viewers there can uh, can check it out if they're interested in camps for whatever sport. Uh, you'll be able to check it out. Robbie Penhollow Thank for you. Uh, Falconer. <laughs> my brain was stuck in neutral there. Oh, don't worry about it. Wait till you get to be my age, Anthony. Stuff that I could spit out faster than you could ask the question. Now, I, I tell everybody. It every, moves in slow motion now. Well, no, you know what I do? I tell everybody, you know, if you're going to give me a test, it's got to be multiple choice. If it's filling the blanks, don't even bother giving me the test. Just mark me failed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, before we get into talking uh, playoffs, it is time for our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, and this week's winner is Kevin Carriero uh, from Lancaster. He is retiring after 48 years and the wonderful job that he did with Lancaster Track. So uh, congratulations to Kevin Carriero on an outstanding career, and thank you for all that you have done. If you would like to nominate a coach, Go to lifefit.com to register your coach for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Speaking of track, congratulations to St. Francis. They have won the Monsignor Martin Track and Field Championship. St. Francis. Yep. You got a new nickname, Saint. (laughs) It's actually Pope. Oh. <laughs> you, you can call him Pope. His, oh, em- oh, that his, his eminence, his eminence, the Pope Saint Francis. <laughs> He's got the Glendon Wagen parked outside. He'll just wave to us oh. as he leaves. <laughs> Francis back top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. All right, uh, let's get into lacrosse talk first, Francis, and uh, let's start with you. All right, last week I let off with the boys, so this week I'll lead off with the girls. Uh, we'll start Monsignor Martin. Obviously, we said Mount St. Mary's won the championship last week. They get to, they went to the first ever state Catholic championship um, tournament. Unfortunately, they fell in the semifinals, thirteen to twelve, to Kennedy Catholic, but still a great season by the Thunder and their great players. All right, we'll move on to Section Six, uh, Class A, Lancaster. will play Clarence. Uh, That's both, never happened before. I know. Yeah, they both came up with big wins in their semifinal games. Especially Link, Clarence knocking off Orchard Park. It was a 2-3 game. Yeah. Link, yeah, Clarence was the two. 
Uh, Lancaster is going for their 13th title in 15 years. It's amazing. Uh, I'm still this... mad about those other two years. <laughs> <laughs> so is Julie. <laughs> uh, this, I would expect this to be a close game. These two teams played just last week. It was only 16-14, so the Class A game should be good. Class B, last year, Frontier moved down, and they ended Hamburg's six-year reign as the Class B champion. Uh, so the Bulldogs, the number one seed, will look for revenge. Uh, on Wednesday, the Falcons did beat the Bulldogs 7-6 to on May 8th. Class C, I talked about this game last week to end the regular season. Lakeshore and Amherst, it was a fantastic game played at Amherst. They are going to meet in the sectional final as the one and two seeds uh, between Lakeshore and Amherst. And then finally, Class D. Gowanda will face Eden. They both came up with wins in their semifinals. Uh, Gowanda beat the Red Raiders 12-9 on May 7th. Moving on to the boys. The Monsignor Martin boys final was this week. St. Joe's, no surprise, wins their fourth straight 16-2 over Canisius. It made had... Sports Center, by the way. Yeah, it did make Sports Center. Uh, For a crazy, ridiculous, neat goal. <laughs> yeah, it was Kellen Pereira, who's the Marauders' all-time leading scorer. It was, was a behind-the-back thing that I saw. I can't even describe it. Was it was crazy. Made three on a Sports Center top ten. Uh, that was their 38th straight victory over a Western New York team. Only one loss this year. They held Canisius scoreless in the entire second half. And uh, they're going to play in the Catholic State title game next week. So big surprise, St. Joe's wins another Monsignor Barden title. Best of uh, luck to Coach Hideki and uh, and the crew. Yeah, I mean, to hold a team without a goal in the second In lacrosse? Half, what was the final score? 16-2. to 16-2. That's two. amazing. And usually late in the half, they wouldn't have their best players on the field either. And they were, wow, that is amazing. Yeah, it is. The Crow, what a job. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to Section 6 Boys Lacrosse Playoffs. They will be in Wednesday as well as the girls. Um We'll start in Class A, Orchard Park, and Lancaster coming up with big wins. The Legends were down 2-1 to start against Clarence, but came back to win. They will face off 5-30 at Williamsville East. Class B, the number one seed, Hamburg, makes it through unscathed. They will face the number three seed, Williamsville East, who had a big semifinal win on Tuesday. They beat rival Will North, who had beaten them earlier in the regular season. That'll be 8 o'clock. This will be at Will South. They had to move the game because the games were originally at Williamsville East. Mm-hmm. Class C, number one e- seed, East Aurora, makes it to the final. They will face number three seed, Amherst. They Who is, by, by the way, Amherst has been on a tear. They have. They had a slow start, and I, I remember uh, it was a loss to uh, Williamsville East early on. I'm like, uh-oh, this is not a Stefan Hen-type team. But I think they've won like nine in a row now. Yeah, they've done really well. They had a 12-11 to win over West Seneca East, who was the two seed. So they make it to the Class C final. And finally in Class D, Salamanca, the one seed, makes it. And then Eden, another three seed, pulls off an 11-6 to win over Akron for the Class D final. All of the sectional lacrosse games will be live streamed on nfhs they'll all be taking place on wednesday we'll have more information early next week and how you can watch those games all right we're going to take a break when we come back roger's going to get us up to date on softball and then tom prince is going to get us up to speed on baseball you're listening to inside high school sports on wgr sports radio 550 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kellinger, along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics, and Mr. Roger Weiss. Kick it, take it away, Raj. You've got uh, softball. Okay, thank you, Anthony. Starting with Monsignor Martin, uh, we had the semis and the finals. The semis were last Sunday. Uh, St. Mary's knocked off Sacred Heart. It took them eight innings uh, uh, Sacred Heart with uh, just uh, outstanding effort because I guess they got beat quite handily by St. Mary's earlier in the year. And then Narden uh, was defeated by Mount St. Mary's in the other semifinal. That's a good win for Mount St. Mary's. What happened? Mount St. Mary's, Sacred Heart, and uh, Narden was a three-way tie for uh, second place, so they had to have a coin flip to eliminate the decide second, and then uh, had to had decided third and fourth. So that's how those matchups uh, ended up. The final game, it was a game for about, what, four or five innings, and then all of a sudden uh, St. Mary's is just too good. They, they, they're top four players, three of which are only juniors. It will be back next year. And uh, what was the final in that one, Francis? It was 5 four nothing. No- yeah, 4 nothing. 4 nothing. Uh, most of the runs did come late, though. It was a game right till the end last Sunday. At Uville, by the way, what a fine facility they have at Uville College. It's nice that Monsignor Martin can play there. Uh, congratulations to, again, uh, Kevin Hufford and Missy and their team. Uh, give a special shout to Katie Bish. She's the senior of those top four girls. The others being pitcher of the or player of the year, Tori Jenkins, uh, Maggie Kellner, and Ava Miller. Katie Bish is going to play uh, college softball at Princeton. So she's uh, pretty good uh, above the neck as well, Anthony. Wow. Believe me when I tell you that's <laughs> yeah. saying something. But congratulations to all to all the Monsignor Martin, who they seem to be a little bit behind only because of weather, and they just don't have facilities where they can go out and practice. But very impressive, especially the top four teams. Okay, Section 6. Class A, and for the most part, the playoffs through all five classes went through to form. There's a few exceptions that I will note. Uh, class AA, uh, number one seed Orchard Park will end up playing number four seed Lancaster. These games, by the way, will take place Wednesday at the higher seeds. Uh, the only one that broke serve was Williamsville North. They were the sixth seed. They knocked off third seed Clarence. Now, bearing in mind... You pick the top six teams. If you eliminate uh, uh, Lockport and uh, Niagara Falls, pretty much uh, any one of those other, if any two of those teams make the semis or the finals, it's not a surprise. It's that well balanced. I think if OP brings their A game, they will win, but it's not a given by any stretch of the imagination. Class A won. All top four seeds held serve. So, therefore, Will South will be playing 
Will East, I think it'll be the fourth time this year they faced each other. Uh, two league games and a final of the Gettner Tournament. The other final will have second seed Niagara Wheatfield hosting number three seed Hamburg. That is a pick game, especially the way Beth Eberhardt is pitching for uh, Hamburg. She's just what she did to uh, uh, Will East this year in two games is unbelievable. She lost both games because they just couldn't uh, muster the runs against uh, right. that pitching staff at Will East. But uh, again, and you know what we say: tough to beat a team three times in one year. Class A two. Uh, Two of the uh, lower seeds actually won. Number five, Star Point beat number four, Maryville. Obviously a pick game. They will face Iroquois. And uh, West Seneca East, I think this is a mild upset. Six seed West Seneca East knocked off third seed Lake Shore. I expected Lake Shore to make the semis. West Seneca East will have to travel to Luport. And uh, again, those are, uh, no, this, the, the semifinals for A2 will be, Tuesday. Class B1. This is where we had a couple of really uh, surprises. The 6 seed Springville is actually going to host a semifinal game. Uh, that's pretty rare in uh, the playoffs around here. They uh, upset Tuesday's first run. Lackawanna. No, they beat Lackawanna. But then oh, they, they beat Depew. They beat the third seed, Depew. Dunkirk beat the second seed, Alden. And the way the brackets are set up, six will play seven. So six seed Springville could actually stay home for the semis with a pretty good chance of going to the finals. And the other one, uh, fourth seed uh, City Honors will be playing uh, Olean. They have to travel down to Olean. That's a hike. Okay, class B2. Again, true to form, number one seed uh, Eden will be hosting Akron. Second seed Roy Hart hosting Fredonia. I am looking forward, and it's not a given, but a Roy Hart-Eden final would be very interesting. If there's a team I think that can challenge Eden, it would be Roy Hart. They can hit, but then Eden's got the pitching. Class C, pretty much uh, Chautauqua Lake. That uh, classification also went through to form. They will be hosting fourth seed Falconer. Uh, third seed Cataraugus Little Valley will be traveling to Portville. I look for Portville and Chautauqua Lake to be a very interesting final. If there's a team that can knock off Chautauqua Lake, I believe it is Portville. Class C2, probably the biggest upset in softball uh, in the uh, quarterfinals. Number eight, Casadega Valley knocked off number one, Frewsburg. Wow. That was their, they didn't have any league wins, Casadega Valley, going into that. Wow. Yeah. Which just shows you could be, uh, you could be what? Owen, uh, you they could end up 15. being 7 and 21 and win a state championship. Amazing. <laughs> uh, fourth seed, uh, Holland, and uh, fifth seed, Ellicottville. As of uh, this morning, the news hadn't gotten a final. I don't know, Frank. Uh, Ellicottville is on the section website. Okay, so the fifth seed knocked off the fourth seed, and they will be hosting the eighth seed, Casadega Valley. Uh, Class D, again, true to form. And to me, you could pull any one of the four out of the hat. Anyone wins the section would not be a surprise to me. In the semis, Brockton will be traveling to Panama. 
Forestville coming up to North Collins. Forestville, or I'm sorry, North Collins going down to Forestville. Uh, with based on prior years and experience, all that, I can, I'm kind of leaning towards North Collins. But again, that you know, I wouldn't bet. But if I bet one way or the other, I probably would pick North Collins to come out of there. Uh, well, that's so, a pretty uh, pretty good playoffs going on here, oh, Raj. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I just can't believe we're at the semis. That's crazy. All right, Raj, thank you much. Tom, uh, baseball, not as much true to form as softball, <laughs> as we do have uh, some upsets. As well. All right, what did I say from the beginning of the year? Pitching, the year pitching, of the pitching. pitcher, right? And we've seen that true to form come there. And I said it also going into the playoffs last week. If you underestimate a team that is a lower seed, it's going to come back and bite you. Last year, do you remember at this time, what was the team that we were discussing that was making the run in the playoffs? We kept talking about it, how great the run was. It led to a coach of the year at West Seneca West. He's doing it again. (laughs) So I got the opportunity to go Thursday night where I saw Kenmore East play West Seneca West. Connor Shermahorn versus Aiden Bova pitching matchup. One nothing game. Um, with some great defense along the line from Ken East. Uh, there was actually at one point, uh, West Seneca West had the opportunity to score. Runner on third base, ball hit to third baseman, kept in check the runner at, at third, goes to first, back home to get him, double play, gets out of the inning. Very similar to what we talked about when there was Roy Hart Medina, almost the same exact play that happened there. It came down to the seventh inning. They both go into the seventh, 0-0. West Seneca then, couple big hits, ends up getting bases loaded, no out. Aiden Bovo then was then pulled for his younger brother, who came in to finish the game, who pitched an outstanding inning. Unfortunately, the first ball that was hit to the first baseman, um, when he was going home to try to get the force, threw it a little high, oh. and then that's how the one run ends up scoring. But uh, less time has got to be sick, right? But I was I'm just going to ask: Was that a pitch count for the pitching? No, change? no, it was bases loaded, no outs, and he pulled them. You know, it, he might have been close, but I this was an obvious. I think he had to make the move with bases loaded, no outs. So, um, but again, Connor Shermerhorn pitched an absolute gem that day. So. What does West Seneca do? They now have to go to Will East, the number two ranked team in the state, <laughs> who they lost to last year in the finals. Well, they can have the motivation loss, here. It was a big loss, right? There was it was and 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 at that point, West Seneca West had almost completely run out of pitching, and the bats of what of Williamsville East were just unbelievable last year as well as this year. But this year, that turned the tables, a 6-2 win again last night for West Seneca West, where they now have got a 5 5-2. 5-2, I apologize. A 5-2 win over Williamsville East, where they'll now advanced to take on Niagara Wheatfield, who again just won a one nothing game over North Tonawanda in an absolute pitcher's duel there, where that game ends up where in the seventh inning... Runner on first base, um, uh, the player for North Tonawanda is Toth, who actually was uh, was batting. Toth hits a bomb out to center field. 
the first baseman that the runner that was on first base had to like tag, um, go part way, but I think he was going back to tag because of how deep it was. The ball hits the top of the fence, bounces back into play. They can only advance one base because of having to hold because they thought it could have been caught. Holds them at first and second. Niagara Weefield pitches out of it. One nothing. They get the win. They've been surging mm-hmm. and a little uh, tear lately, haven't they? Yeah, uh, Weefield. Listen, I've been saying it all along. Niagara Weefield's pitching is what's going to get them all the way to their finals. It happened last year. I said it again this year. He's got two studs out there on the mound. One of them is Tom Peltier, who's considered who will be going to Canisius. Unbelievable. Watch out for that pitching staff. And then the last game that was uh, the last two games that were in A one. We were at Hamburg Will South. Will South did an absolute phenomenal job against Hamburg. Kyle Borello started the game for Hamburg, one of the top pitchers in the area. You saw he was struggling with his footing on the mound, never got really comfortable. Will South jumped on it. I said this all along, and I actually said it to coach after the game. Coach Chris Murphy made some phenomenal coaching moves, I thought. When he pulled his pitchers was perfect. And he was what he was doing is he was making sure that Hamburg never saw a pitcher go through the lineup three times in a row. Even though some of his pitchers were doing well, he made moves like that still, and it benefited him. Then he ended up bringing Owen Berkman in to close the game out. This kid was lights out. Went from catcher to pitcher, was lights out on the mound, works really fast. You can see when he gets into a groove, he goes really, really fast. I got to tell you, it looked like he was hitting easily mid-80s on the gun. Um, It was just something where you could really see he wanted that game. And right when he comes into the game, he gets a chance to bat. He hits the only home run that goes out (laughs) over the fence. (laughs) Have a day. So another big one. And then the other one, which was another great game, Kenmore West Grand Island. That game ends 4-3 where it was 4 nothing going into the seventh inning. Grand Island scores three runs, makes it 4-3, still had runners left on base, and you're talking every single game was a matchup. I'm going to tell you right now, do not count out any game. And if you think that West Seneca West is a 10 seed, you're nuts. Because I'm going to tell you right now, they could be the ones standing there in the end if you don't watch out. It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> Now let's go to the A2 bracket, where you've heard me now talking. I've said it again and again. Lakeshore, watch out. They've got a pitcher as he gets stronger and stronger is going to be lights out for Lakeshore. I've been waiting for the big game to happen. You knew it was about to happen, and he did it. That's right, Nate Lockwood. Complete game shutout. 2 nothing win over Pioneer. That's after Pioneer beats Lakeshore 13-0 with Bryce Hedinger on the mound. Bryce Hedinger also pitches a gem back at Lakeshore. This time, though, Nate Lockwood completely shuts down Pioneer and give him credit because that's the game he's been waiting for all season. Wow. All right, let's take a break. When we come back... Anthony, I just want to let you know I'm leaving for a golf tournament down south. I just want to wish all our listeners a happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Outstanding. Have fun. Hit them straight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm only playing the 19th hole, Anthony. Okay. (laughs) I gotcha. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more with Tom Prince. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. You're listening Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. 
We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Tom Prince is getting us caught up as to where we are right now with uh, baseball. Very exciting. I mean, pitcher duels everywhere. Pitcher duels, upsets. We also had the upset the other night with Newfane playing against Tonawanda. Newfane being an 11 seed over 6 seed. Tonawanda, a 7-2 win by Newfane. Garrett Schrock was on the mound for Newfane. Again, pitched an absolute gem against Tonawanda. Um, the two runs that scored, uh, unfortunately, he had the opportunity to throw a shutout. Uh, the lights were a little tough over where they were playing at Chictawaga. Uh, one of the players for Tonawanda hits a hits a nice skyrocketing shot out to center field. The center fielder completely lost it. Triple, they end up scoring uh, scoring two runs right there. Could have possibly been caught if it was caught. Maybe a chance to to have his complete game shut out. But again, pitches a great game. Three hits in the game. He's the reason why Newfane advances over Tonawanda. Do not underestimate anybody. That's why I'm telling you, everybody has at least this one pitcher that could go out to the mound and shut you down. It just depends when they're going to throw. Sure. Right? Again, look at Roy Hart uh, with a tight game with Wilson. But again, who does Roy Hart go out there? Roy Hart's got Charlie Brunning going out to the mound, and look at what Charlie does. Again, another win for them. Akron Eden, one nothing game. Another pitcher's duel where Akron will advance now. To the next round, um, we've also talked about Depew getting the chance to play for Donia again. Remember that game mm-hmm. last year? Nine innings in the in the playoffs. They go. Depew gets a chance to place for Donia at Fredonia this time. That game, if you remember, was at Sweet Home in a neutral site last year. Now you got Fredonia, Depew. Depew wins six nothing. Now we'll advance to the next round. It's going to be an, uh, a team that's going to be tough. Uh, to deal with out there, you've got you've got Gowanda right now, who's off to a very fast start. Watch what they can do out there. Gowanda's going to be a tough out. He's had some big wins, especially over an Olean team, to prove that they're capable of out there. It's just been all over the place. It's been so fun to watch uh, uh, along the way, and I'm telling you, seeds at this point is almost is almost nothing. It's now going to come down to the pitching stats because everybody that pitched today or yesterday will be eligible again to pitch on Tuesday. So now we've got Tuesday where you everyone will have whoever they want to pitch again at their disposal. Right. But you have games on Thursday and Saturday. Yes. So you have to be careful with that too. Oh, no, absolutely no doubt. But you're going to at least be able to – it's a clean slate again, right? You got a clean slate oh, to be I see able what to you're go saying. there, yeah. right? And then you decide how you want to do your pitching staff. And to be honest with you, I'll bet you most people are going to go hard Tuesday because your Tuesday person is going to come back on Saturday, right? So I get two games for one. Now, will that happen in every case? No, of course not, right? You're going to look at matchups. You're going to look at everything that's out there. But you'll probably see for the most part – the number one's going on Tuesday, so the number ones could come back on Saturday. Right. Um, we also have in the uh, the D bracket, right? Brockton seems to be the team right now with the who's got the lead there. Watch out, Franklinville is still going to be tough in that division. Um, big upset here. Albion upsets Springville six four. Springville's the number one seed that just Ooh. got knocked out. 
Albion with a 6-4 game there. Thomas Formansky goes to the mound for Albion with a big win there. Um, Albion has shown they've got some pitching. Again, beware because they can, uh, you know, they can do that. And Albion had upset East Aurora to get to Springville and upset Springville. And that game was on Thursday, so that means they're kind of they must be deep somewhere. He's got two pitchers that can go to the mound, and they each obviously pitch gems. Here's a stat for you, Tony. Listen to this one. Everyone says, do not, do not downplay the Niagara Orleans League. Mm -hmm. They right now are undefeated in sectional play against any team outside their own league. Wow. So give them some credit, right? Kudos to Niagara Orleans. They're coming out. They're ready to play. They're Like I said, they've got teams that are going to do damage. you got Medina, right, that's out there. You've got... Um, Roy Hart that's out there. You've got some teams that are doing you got Akron who just had a big win over Eden, right? You've got some teams that are absolute strong teams that are going to do some damage that's out there. Medina, I love Trevor uh, Trevor Luthart. That's the pitcher that you saw pitch the gem against Charlie Brunning. He pitched a 6 nothing shutout to Newfane. So Newfane unfortunately had to go from Tonawanda and then go up to Medina. Medina comes out with a 6 nothing win up there also. Um, Do we have a winner for Olean City Honors yet? Uh, yes, Olean won that oh, game. So Medina is going to have to... Actually, no, Olean's going to have to travel to Medina, to Medina for a baseball game. I'm yep. sad Roger's not here to talk about <laughs> that trip there. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll tell you, beautiful field up at Medina. Um, I think a difference in that field is the sh- there is a normally the shorter porch or the shorter uh, fence is normally in right field versus left field because we have so many more right hand hitters than we do left hand. They have a little bit of a shorter porch over in left field. Could that be the difference in a game? It already was when Charlie Browning hit his home run out there. But would could that shorter porch come into play? You don't know. But I will tell you. Medina's got the pitching staff right now to make the run and be able to do some damage. Um, Depew has the pitching staff to make a run to do some damage. Albion now has proved they have the pitching staff to make some damage. So, again, this is going to be a very tough B1 bracket to be able to see where we finish out. So you're probably anticipating low scores. Yeah, I don't think there's – I mean, from here on in, you really shouldn't see any significant scores – Albion seems the one right now that's why were they seated so low at this point. But you got to remember is when you start playing two, three, four, five games in a week, that pitching staff can only go so far. And then you start relying on third, fourth, fifth, sixth pitchers. And then the, the, last, uh, the last one that you want to watch out for is the Class C bracket. And um, there right now you've got Holland as the number one seed. Uh, and the the rest is really gonna we're, we're gonna have to wait to see what happens here um, with some of the games. But we did have a big upset in this one. Casadega Valley, the 12 seed, did upset Randolph, the number five seed Whoa. already. What's at, going at on in Casadega Valley? Jeez. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something. Something about it on the girls' side too. Yeah. yeah. So. Outstanding stuff. Well, guys, thank you very much. I mean, the the you said it is going to be exciting, and it certainly has. Well, I want to wish everybody a uh, happy Memorial Day weekend, and uh, remember what the weekend is all about. Thank you to Derek Kramer for producing. Next week, more of the same, where we are right in, in the playoffs as uh, we march on to the states and. 
you know, and, and wrap up the uh, school year. It's uh, As we said earlier, it was a really quick uh, season, at least it, it feels like it. All right, guys, uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 